right, all right, all right. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. So what is up, man? How you doing, baby? What's going on? Well, I got the uh, podcast. Thanks for joining us on episode two of Ball Don't Lie. Today we explore the idea of greatness and perfection in any art, from writing to playing ball. How much work do you got to put in? How much is just raw talent? When perfection is the enemy of done. Right? Like, I've done that before when I've done some stuff at, at, at work doing some editing. And you can, if you, you can totally obsess. I mean, well, yeah, like, that's, I think, true with everything these days, right? I mean, just maybe in general, but, like, what do you find with work in your writing? Like, you just got to just have a deadline and, and get it out the door? Well, isn't that interesting, though? I mean, that's a great topic. I mean, you and I always can find topics and go into them deeply, but... It's a it's a subtle balance, right? You never want to like it's tough to to discover something that feels kind of sloppy and it feels like somebody could just with a little bit of editing you could have made that so much tighter. But on the other hand, there's something kind of um, nice about the raw. I mean, I think we're I think our culture seems to be playing with that a little bit right now. Like, does everything need to be completely unedited? And you're just gonna listen to some people, you know, BS about something for a while. Sometimes that's cool, but it depends upon the people, right? And other times it's like it'd be great if you got if you just had somebody looking after that a little bit better. Is it the time, the, the age or is it just our age or is it like, I mean, cause I, I feel like I'm definitely in a, I should just get it out the door, you know, at a B plus sort of phase. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's partly, um, you know what it comes down to actually? I think personally, I think it comes down to talent or that it's a little bit like if you're at a party and you're talking to somebody and somebody just has the gift of gab or they just they are super informed about a topic and they just go on and on, you'll give them that time because they're balling. And there's some, you know, and I think the same would hold true for a, a podcast. You could probably go unedited with some people, maybe G and James and James, and like, we got pearls of wisdom, listen up. But, you know, if other people are just kind of going off, uh, and I don't know. It just seems to me like there are times when you just can't let people go off because it's just nonsense. Which brings us to basketball. <laughs> because you look at you look at some of these players, and you know this conversation has been happening more, I think, these days than it used to about getting a player on the right team. Yeah. Right. Well, let you me know, say, can I can I just can I just I, I'm just chomping at the bit to get to this point, which is that how much I love Luca, yeah, and I think it's so interesting to watch the process that must happen over and over again, which is the young lions have got to come after the old lions, and some of them old lions aren't ready to give up their spot, and he even admits that LeBron was his idol. And there he was playing against LeBron. And, you know, LeBron, Dwight Howard, I didn't see a lot of the game. I saw I saw highlights. But Lucas balling. And he is humble and a great passer. I just am loving his game. And he came up with those guys. Those guys are cheap-shotting him a little bit. And that kind of hurts me a little bit. Like, oh, cheap-shotting him. And Which guys are cheap-shotting him? Uh, LeBron. Oh. Gave him a couple elbows, gave him a little something, just kind of like like annoyed old guy kind of stuff. And then and then uh, Dwight Howard hit him in the back of the head, 
kind of looked inadvertent, but, you know, Dwight Howard's kind of a goon at times and gave him three stitches. But Luca was so gracious about it afterwards, quiet. But I just, it's like, it brings up so much stuff for me. Like, I mean, you and I could totally go on a straight-up tangent about the pecking order of basketball and, like, I can start, I can start dipping into, like, race and all kinds of stuff. But I'm just, I'm just looking at Luca and going, hmm, star on, on the make. Well, you, you brought it up. But I gotta tell you, the box score, the, the web browser page I have open, you know, as we yeah. this call, is the yes. Lakers Mavericks box score. There you go. And so let me let me just tell you, so Luca Luca had played 38 minutes, 10 for 23, four of nine for three, and 13 rebounds, 15 assists. Okay, 31 points. Epic, epic Fif- game. 15 assists. 15. Yeah. Ball. Now, now. I, I I watched the highlights of this game on YouTube. Um, a different topic for a, maybe a later time is the challenge in getting the NBA streams. But I watched <laughs> the highlights, and it was a, it was it was cool to see. As far as I could tell, LeBron played 43 minutes, so five more minutes than Luca. Yeah. yeah, had an awesome box score, 16 assists. Also had triple double. He did. Yeah, and and here's the crazy thing. Plus minus for these guys. LeBron was plus fifteen. Luca was minus four. Interesting. Now I'm not. I gotta be honest. I'm not completely uh, at ease with the plus minus. I, I know it's a it's a it's a it's a newfangled stat, and you obviously get the sense of the plus and the minus is the good and the bad. I don't quite understand all its dimensions because it's, yeah. it's, it's all based on. Is it all based on? time on court or is it time on court plus your performance plus the score at the time? Like, what are all the factors that factor into uh, to the well, so it, I, I, I equate it to like back in the uh, all my friends from Seattle at Cal were uh, were on the row team and uh, the crew team and yeah. they had a plus minus you know and it was literally a time you in the boat swapped you out for somebody else and they had it down to the second of did your boat go faster or slower when you were in there versus everybody else. And I think that's pretty much what plus minus is with points. Like when you're on the floor, so if you go in there with a bunch of crappy dudes, that holds your plus minus down, right? And so yeah, it's it's, it's definitely not it's definitely not going to be like this this uh, ultimate thing. But I was really curious because LeBron and Luca had such a similar stat line, basically tri- triple doubles, and I was right. plus minus, and I was like. Wow, right. More not not nothing about negative about Luca, but more just like LeBron, man, thirty four years old, greatest of all time, contender. You know, debate debates the debates. Some of the people have the debate. Thank you for the com- him, for, yes. Thank you for for the caveat there, <laughs> contender. Yeah. Some people some people would say you know, but either way, thirty four years old, and he's he's he was the faster. AD Anthony Davis looked uh, amazing in this game, and so did, so did Porzingis. He had some amazing plays. Like, this is going to be a great matchup, I think, this year. I mean, nobody's talking about the Mavericks, and everybody should be, because they, they picked up Porzingis. And I'm not even a Porzingis fan, but add him to the team that was already scratching a little bit. And I think, I, I mean, this is why the NBA is exciting, and not for some of the reasons people are talking about. Not for Russell and, 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 and James Harden. Like, for teams like... Dallas and Utah, I mean, and, you know, these teams are in Portland maybe. Like, you know, they've been talking about Portland a little bit. But, like, anyway, I think um, 
it was the first time, and again, this is a, a big caveat for how we do this, I have to say to myself, as we both know, you only get so much from highlights. And a lot of times, I'm only watching one game, maybe a quarter or two of another game, but getting most of my insight from ESPN or something. And they can tell a different story with, you could see some great highlights and think, oh, that, you know, that he was falling. And if you had watched the game, you and I would both be like, oh, he never had that great a game. You know? And But I will say, from what I saw from the highlights, at least, LeBron looked sharp in a way that the first, because I did watch the first couple games that he played in, and he seemed a little out of it. And I don't know if that was like he's just kind of warming up to get into the season, you know? He's he's getting a little yeah. bit long in the tooth, you know? LeBron's showing a little gray in his beard. I'm saying he's in his interview. You see that? A little gray in his beard. LeBron. <laughs> well, you know, Asian brother, you bring up the highlights versus the, the watching the actual game. Um, I gotta bring it up, man. I don't know how if you got if you have NBA League Pass, but last year I was able to get by all on NBA streams. Were you aware of that at all? Uh, you talked to me about it, but uh, I mean I have a decent cable situation, so I, I get some games. So last year you go to Reddit and you just type in the game and you could stream it over a torrent, you know, or over some some, right, some there'd be right. some live link for it. And the whole year I was like, how is the NBA letting this happen? This is not very, like, hidden. Right. And so I finally – and then on YouTube, they have have 10-minute highlights from these third parties, these, these, like, scrappy guys who edit these things. And they're available – as soon as the game is over, you can go to YouTube and watch a 10-minute, you know, edited highlight of the game. And so so it's now so obvious the NBA has got to be – you know, some either like you know a wink kind of agreement or something yeah, because right. they cut they cut the streams on Reddit. Those are gone. Right. And I'm just kind of watching this, going like Adam Silver has got some crafty way, that, you know, crafty crafty plan here where he's letting all these companies come up that will edit for him and promote his NBA. Right. And the difference and, this year is the YouTube feeds are not are available only in the USA. Hmm. So please pay attention to it. If people out there listening from our, our vast audience base <laughs> any insights into this, I'm curious. I'm curious. Cause I mean, have you seen these edited things on YouTube? Like it'll be 10 minutes and it's like yeah. every every point scored. They've got to have like little robots or a bunch of people, you know, very cheap labor right. that are putting timestamps down to get these things released so quickly. Yeah, you wonder you wonder what's visible and what's not. Like how much like they're aware of these and how much like they're letting things go. I guess that's, 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 that's a little bit of a mystery and that kind of thing. Like I don't know how much silver is paying attention to. Because it's kind of one of those things too. Like unless you and I are going to be paid ESPN analysts, you know, and I'd be, <laughs> I would do it if if I were getting paid to watch games, I'd watch them all. But I can't watch all those games. So I got to watch my Warriors. And then I got I got to check out other games. I'm certainly curious about it, but I can't be watching that much basketball. Jeez, I don't have enough time. But well, um, after our last call, I sat down yeah. to watch. And the day after to watch, I was talking about Russell Westbrook, and uh, yeah, yeah, want to see him and him and Harden together. So I sat down. and I was like, "Oh, this will be great." Turn on the Rockets game, and I was bored. Bored. I was, I was like, "Oh no, this bored. is one of my teams." I was picking. They are just not fun. They, in the game I watched. Um, and I think, like, the game of this week, well, there was the Lakers-Mavericks game. I think that was the one you picked up right off the bat. That might have been the best game of the week. But then there was also uh, Portland just lost in overtime, right? Yeah. So, like, who did who they play? Billy. Oh, I'm blanking. 
Philadelphia. Okay, and Philly's undefeated this and year. Philly's undefeated. And they're, just, um, they're big. I forgot. I keep forgetting that they picked up Al Horford. My God. Right, they're right. large and in charge, baby. But here's the thing. you just said it right there, though. You're bored. You're bored watching two cats that have all the offensive skill anybody would ever want, even if I don't like it. They And you're bored with that basketball. And that is exactly, exactly why the Warriors – they and like I don't I'm not I'm not somebody that proves that the Warriors did anything special except basically uh, do what any coach is trying to tell everybody to do is like share the ball, play together, make it happen. And it just takes I guess from what we've seen over all these years, it takes a certain kind of combo of a, a certain buy-in, certain mix of skills, and blah 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 to make it happen because it, it, it shows up in other teams like. The, the, the Pistons teams, uh, the, the the 2014 one, or the Celtics in 2008, like they were. What, what do we always remark about them? It's like both those teams they passed. It was all about passing. It was yeah. all about passing. And the Warriors, what was their hallmark? Share the ball. And so when you see guys that just like killer scores, but the game gets flat, or a game like like you're bored. That's not good basketball. You don't want to watch that ball. Now I think we got to figure out what this phase of the NBA is because, I mean, certainly for Warriors fans, it's a clear bookend, you know, to an era. Um, but I, I've also, I think not just because of the Warriors, I've been having a little bit of like a, a slow wading into enthusiasm for the season. And it was almost like wondering midweek if like it's just sort of changed up where it's going to be a while before we get excited. And then I think I feel like the highlights from the Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks, and I was excited again. But but look at yeah. the guy the guy that won so so yeah Portland great to see them having a great game against the Sixers going going overtime Kevin Calabro from the Masonic days doing the announcing yes and listen to this the guy that won the game do you know who won the game for the Sixers I I three pointer with point four seconds I, I you never it, heard of I can't, I've never heard I've never of heard I can't of believe they gave that that fool <laughs> looked like they got him off the out of the stadium. I, I've been going. I, I've been like looking at jersey numbers and googling players more this season than ever. I'm like, who is that guy? Like, who is that fool? Did he, was, they, he was in there at that point in the game with the Furkan Korkmaz makes the three pointer with 0.4 seconds left to win the game. Incredible, incredible. And, and, and so I'm looking this guy up. He he's he's a third year on the Sixers. He's just been on the bench the last two seasons. Played in like 50 games the last two years. And now he, he's in the game at crunch time, and he hits the winner. And I'm just like, this is happening on a lot of teams. Like, the Warriors have people I don't know. You know, like, the, but you the know, thunder, the, right. This brings up an interesting topic because I watched a bit of that in the back to the Lakers-Dallas game. But uh, Caruso, this sad sad to say, this this guy who looks like, you know, your YMCA nightmare, balding Spaniard, <laughs> right? But he's got... He's got some game, and so Vogel is putting him in, and it's like it goes back to every basketball league, any team you've ever been on. If you're on that team, you're trying to play. If you're, if yeah. you're worth your salt, if you've got any stand at all, you're like you're you're trying to play. And it's great when a coach goes, ah, you know what? He's been balling. I'm going to give him some time because he gets in there, and that fool took somebody to the racks and laid it up in, in a high point in the game. And I was like, there again, this Caruso kid who looks terrible. He looks terrible. He's not the guy you would pick, you know? So you would not pick me, him. Let me see if I'm hearing you right. Like, what I'm hearing is, like, 
you're going back to the days of playing like pickup and let's say you're in a gym or something and you got a Caruso type guy and for whatever yeah. reason everybody on his team we're all just going to play hard we're going to play we're going to play together and, and really want to do well exactly well and it's the combo of like one like obviously looks are deceiving two you uh, it's you weren't like my high school coach did not do this even though I think he kind of wanted to I think all coaches get into this weird dilemma about like who should I play? Uh-oh, is it a risk to play so-and-so? Because, I don't know, like, you got, I want ballsy coaches that, like, will put reward the guys that are playing during the week, that's practicing hard, not just your stars, that, you know, some of some of whom are, like, you know, mailing in a lot. I, I see D'Angelo Russell, I'm trying to rely on this guy, but I'm just seeing, he just seems like a mailing in kind of guy. He wants to wear, he wants to be a celebrity. He wants to wear fancy sunglasses. He, he, you know, He's just, I, I want to see some game out of that fool. Not just kind of like this loopy loop, I'm a lefty, so I've been kind of passing. I'm mad at him. I don't like him. I don't like his contract. I'm mad. Well, so look, this is, this is back to the whole theme we're, we're, we're on here with this, this episode is the idea of talent and, and all the levels of talent, all the, all the types of athleticism. Like Caruso gets out there, and you know, like, he's going to make the right play, and he's going to hustle. Yeah, if you're open, he's gonna get you the ball if he has it, like that kind of stuff, you know. And so, it comes yeah, up yeah, playing the right way, playing the right way. I mean, it's all about why I was gonna have a theme. I want, I want to see if we can tease out some of that stuff because it also goes into who gets support. Like, why, you know, it, it's such a societal thing too, or just like what we get kind of we we buy into is like, of course, anybody is gonna be wanting to high five LeBron. He's a star. But why not high-five Caruso, who just dove out of bounds and basically almost broke his neck for the team? But then you're always a little bit like, but he's a scrub, and he's supposed to dive out of bounds. And, eh, I don't know. White dude, I'm not going to fucking give you a, you know, give you a whole All that stuff drives me bananas. I can't stand it. Like, that's your teammate. If you really want to buy into this, like, that's my teammate, then pick up Caruso off the floor, just like you pick LeBron up off the floor. That's ball. If you do that sincerely, which I do think sometimes Steph Curry and others, that's kind of their basic mindset. It's like we're all in this together in a real way, not like I'm the star. And that really, it's like it, it is. Again, it's a subtle thing. It works. It, 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 people feel that if it's, if it's sincere. And what's funny is I think Steph is damned if he does and damned if he you know, doesn't or whatever because he really believes in that and yet he is because his star power can, like, sometimes he can show, like, he's a little bit human, then people just, all they do is lay into that as opposed to, like, the other stuff that he does to bring a team up, you know? I kind of want to bring this back to the whole question of, like, talent and procrastination and applying. Because it's like the NBA is such a unique, any sport is, it's so unique in that unlike other skills in the world, there's a final score and you win or you don't and you're in the yeah. moment when it matters, you know, like writing a paper or performing some, you know, other thing that's, that's got, a, got a timeline, you can drive yourself crazy, but you got to go into that moment in the game and yeah. that kind of rewards everything you've been doing. I don't know. I'm curious if you have any, any like any thoughts about uh, having played in games like that versus writing a paper or something. Well, you know, it's interesting to bring it up because I, I have I, I thought about this when I was realizing that there, just like in any business, 
there are some people that are kind of psyched to be there because they're interested in the business or they have some talent or uh, skill that they feel like kind of gets gets to shine. And then there's some people that are found their way in there and uh, they don't really care, but they're there. And they can sort of do it, but they kind of got to be motivated. And I realize that happens everywhere in any in any industry, including, like, basketball players. So there's these guys that, you know, they're always told they kind of like basketball, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, but I'm also yeah. six seven, and you know I can I can do it, and I got this one contract, and now that I got my contract, eh, I think I'm kind of good. Like like I think there are some I think that there are plenty of players. I'm sure GMs are always trying to like try to come up with the crazy calculus to figure this out. But like there are some guys that are like you know what I'm I'm good. Like I would often wonder when you have a huge contract, what motivates you? You're still going to get paid if you lose. Like what motivates you to really really keep bringing it. Like, KD seems determined to be seen as a player. And he's the guy you would show. He is the kind of guy I think it would do it no matter what, if you paid him or not. Like, they all say that, like, sort of sometimes it's a little lip service But, like, KD seems to me, like, he wants to be known as a ball player. That's his thing. And I totally respect it. Like, you want to be, he wants to be the guy you show up on the court, and when he leaves, you all went, oh, that was the best guy today. And I think there are plenty of guys that have tons of talent, but they don't have any of that drive. Casey was on uh, on uh, Stephen A's show this week. Did I, you see I any saw it. That? I did. I, I and, watched that closely. And so, yeah, what you're saying is so interesting because also compared to, like, you know, even Michael or uh, LeBron yeah, or just, just the yeah. way they – nobody talks about it the way he does. You know, a couple of years – maybe five, ten years ago, he was saying, you know, I'm tired of being number two. Yeah, when um when he's a second draft pick and all that, and then second to LeBron, but he really seems to speak about playing the game the right way more than any other superstar. He does, and I think um, that that first take was really intriguing I, I, for for a number of reasons. For me, one is that every time and this the whole time it was a warrior too. I was like, I just like him. All I know about him really though is from interviews, and I, I it's sort of a different kind of milieu, but like. I like him. I just like the way he approaches things. And those three were asking him all the same questions he's already answered a million times. Like, he, he and he answered them graciously. And Stephen A. always asks, like, he's got some total insight. So, like, he's going to get them, you know, like, he can ask any question he wants. And he's like, okay, whatever. But, like, I love that Katie was honest. And I love that he doesn't have to say, you know, he could totally just lie about it and say, like, Draymond, like, it didn't really affect me or whatever. Now it's all over. And I'm like, and for him to kind of say that, you know, that that crafty armor a little bit or whatever, you know. And I was like, well, there you go. I kind of needed to hear that because I think that did a little bit. And I just want to state through the record that I can't believe how much scrutiny he had to suffer, that the team had to suffer, that fans had to suffer, that I, the that I, current state of journalism around sports and stuff is like, Leave that stuff alone for a while. Why did he have to deal with questions about where he was going all season? It seems kind of ridiculous, and they do it to everybody through every sport. Like, I don't see the story. It's almost like you're baiting them, like you're trying to push them out the door. I'm just so mad about the whole thing. So the main the main thing is like questioning his motives, questioning him as a person. I mean, that stuff gets the most clicks, right? And I think that they're just running their businesses without a lot of, like, big-picture vision that they're not going to profit long-term with just getting clicks off of clickbait or just, you know, the same questions and 
I mean, but yeah, like what you like what you were saying, what KD said. There's no way that having a close friend in public in front of millions call you a bitch. And yeah, say, we, we did it without you. That's gonna hurt, man. And totally, it's almost it was almost like. I mean, I, I respected how he responded to it, but I almost felt like he's hearing, hearing him be like, "Yeah, that hurt." I mean, you know, yeah. but but yeah. So that's that's man. This this season's getting off to a, a funny start. It's a, it's, a, it's the end of one era, beginning of a new one. And um, I feel like I'm kind of wading into it. You know, I had I had yeah. some moments yeah. moments of, of hype. Dave, t- tell me what, what what's our what's our like how what's your what's your what's your what's your medication here? Get what's your advice to get more into the NBA or yes. angles and topics to make it irrelevant or just what do you think as we kind of proceed here? Because I'm, I'm digging yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I feel a little bad that I'm not super hyped on the NBA right now. Well, I'm <laughs> but I want to stay with it. Yeah, no, I, I think um, I share it. I share it, and I think it's it's just classic. It's classic. To me, it seems like anything that gets too much hype, people are saying, I can't tell you how many times I've read these lines that, you know, among the, you know, the the basketball cognizante that everybody is saying there's a, this is the this is the season that I've been the most excited about in years and years and years. And it's always almost like a kiss of death because everybody's got all these huge expectations. It's like when you go to see the movie and everybody's telling you how incredible it is, your 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 expectations are too damn high. And like I think one, like we're having trouble waiting in. I like that. I like that you just that like we're waiting into the season a little bit because well, it's the beginning of the season. Everybody's just getting like basketball doesn't start getting humming like most sports, until they're a couple months in. And then you go, like, mark my words, we'll watch some games in a few months going, damn, that was a great game. Because they're, like, this is early season. You know, we just finished October. Like, it's just early days. But all these movements have their consequences. You can't just start teams with these guys. I can't tell you how many times I kept, I've said that repeatedly people about the the classic thing about trying to load up a team. It just doesn't work like that. That's why you want to have guys that aren't superstars, and you want to have guys that like were bad for a little while, but then they came around because they learned something and all that stuff. Like these teams, these like superstar teams, that everybody just loaded up with. Ah, it's gonna take some time, man. Well, I, lo- I love you think? that you brought up. I love you brought up the idea of uh, of uh, seeing a movie that's been hyped up too much because. As you're talking, I think you're right. Let's just like let the let, let, let the let the ball come to us. Let the NBA season there come you to go. us. And uh, speaking of movies, have you seen Parasite? <laughs> no, I just heard about it though. Uh, okay, uh, I'm not gonna uh, hype it up, but I'm not gonna hype co-worker. it up. But what did they say? Oh, a coworker was talking about it in our meeting on Friday, and she was like, "Parasite that you saw," and she was like, "She liked it." And I was like, "Oh, so I, I would even go see it with you, but you should see it." So as soon as you can, and that's right. gonna be that'll be part two of our of our uh, of our next the next podcast. I like it. Part two. I, I watched that and I was just like, I got it. I got to I, I tried to like find everything I could to read about it and listen to it. It's it's a uh, great movie. I love it. I love it. Take, I'll take that. Um, I need to go see a good movie. And I just think you know that's one of those things just about hype. Hype. We live in a hype culture. You nailed it so perfectly. Just like, what are they going after? But not thinking about what that can sort of the ripple effects of doing that from you know sort of leading with that that sort of energy. And this is the same thing. Like you know, players have to you know teams have to get to know each other. And like that's what that's what good teams about. We sort of lost that in the free agency world. 
Angels can can know we're gonna play together and and go through experiences together. That's what, that's a good team. That's what I was hoping. That's why I was hoping Katie would stay and it would just be like that. So, what are we going for this week? We're gonna watch some games. We're gonna. I think we, I think we should. Uh, should we pinpoint a game? Yeah. How about we pinpoint a game? Uh, like a. I don't know. I don't know one off the top of my head right now. But let's pinpoint a game if we can that we both watch the whole game so that next Sunday we can kind of like. Have Monday, yeah. Have have on your uh, upcoming this week on your on your kind of mental radar. Calendar, have Portland and Golden State on Monday. Yeah, definitely gonna work. Um, I keep hearing about Miami, Miami and Denver. Miami's like Miami's they're, they're playing. They're playing Tuesday. Um, let's see, Wednesday, L.A. Clippers and Milwaukee. That might be the best game. God, Houston, on, Wednesday is uh, ESPN, Golden State, Houston. Um, that might be interesting. Although they just the Warriors just hurt nobody. It's all just watching our. our it's, I think it's gonna be bad. Know, it's all just watching our E League fellas. Although uh, Eric Paschal is kind of coming on a little bit. He's starting to, and he just he got you know five games, six games under his belt. By the way, just just since you mentioned Miami, here again, see under the radar. I think in this world, sometimes you want to be under the radar, stay under the radar, and surprise people because Miami's got some got some cats. They and. Because they're under the radar, they're surprising people. It's a little bit like the Suns. The Suns have some cats. I like the Suns, man. They got Devin Booker's. He's still like 22, and he's he's he scored 70 in a game. He's okay, I like you for that. So, so I was gonna I was gonna say we should watch Milwaukee Clippers, but you know what? Maybe we should watch. I I have I have the same thing. Phoenix and Miami are balling, and I have really yeah. no idea except for uh, uh, former Thunder player. Um, Deion Waiters is on Miami. That's all I know. Ah, ah, ah. He got suspended for a little bit for talking. That guy. Annoying. Oh, man. Annoying. All right. Well, let's, 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 let's tune this week. We'll try to pick a game. Maybe Phoenix-Miami on Thursday. Um, Ooh, Phoenix-Miami uh, on Thursday. Ooh, there you go. That could be one. All right. Well, let's, we'll talk about it. Yep. Let the NBA come to us. Ball don't I love lie. that. I love and, that. Come uh, to you. That was a perfect phrase, dude. You nailed it on that one. Let's, 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 uh, Let's give our, let's, let's. I'll get this one edited and uploaded quickly, and um, and then we'll figure out where the hell it is and promote it. I love it. I love it. Ball don't lie. <laughs> All right, James. 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 All right, brother. Thanks. Ball don't lie.